gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back uh, for another episode of uh, your favorite uh, Payne County-based Catholic rectory-based Catholic podcast. Uh, the the best part about Pastors being the best part about being at the studio is I can have apple pie and Father Kerry is uh, we're sitting in our living room recording the show. Uh, Father Kerry is currently eating apple pie and drinking whole milk out of a Air Force ROTC cup. Whole milk. Oh, I was surprised to see that we had, that we purchased whole milk. I'm not sure who bought I that. I blame because Kyle. Um, somebody who is I maybe blame Kyle raised we are Amish. Two, we are a two percent milk home. <laughs> Coming in here with the whole milk. This is like eggnog. It's the, um, just the season. And we have a special guest, Father Kerry. I know. I know. We, I was earlier oh today. You you texted me and you said I, click, 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 I click, have click, a special click. guest. And I said, "Who?" And you said, "And I said, um, President George W. Bush." And then you realize that he, is, oh no, he's still alive. His dad's his dad is deceased. Yeah, yeah. And I, and you said it's got to be somebody better than that. And I said, "You're right, it is." He's it's not the Catholic. Form, it's the former Mrs. Uh, Mary Frost, also known as now Mary of Avila. <laughs> uh, Mary Frost, Mary Avila, welcome, welcome Thank to the guys. Pastors of Pain. Well, Happy to be in Stillwater. She's Happy a to be huge, here. She's a big fan. Big fan of the show. Yeah, because when we were talking about like what we were going to do for the show, because we do a lot of planning, which occurred like eight minutes ago, there was an ongoing debate. Tons and, of planning. And Father O'Brien and I were like, okay, do we do this? We do this. And and then Mary of Avila chimes in and was like, no, you didn't do that. But I learned what the collect was, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so what part did we not do last week? Well, Father O'Brien was kicking around. Did we do, like, did we get to the homily yet? And I said, oh, yeah, because you were talking about some sister who was writing that said, not all lecture, I don't, not lectures, but correct. not all lectures are the same. Not all have the same quality. And then you guys oh. talked about your terrible Preachers homily. differ in their oh, gifts. Right. And Father O'Brien never actually told us his. Oh, a terrible what? homily. I said, what? You told your two hom- Father oh, Kerry gave homily? his two worst homilies, but Father O'Brien didn't. I'm glad you have a v- yeah, incredible job, memory. Mary. Thank good you, Mary of Avila. Go ahead. So we're, uh, we've been walking through the Mass. Those of you just joining us. Tweet. Mid- Delay of game O'Brien. I'm just giving some context <laughs> here. Uh, hey, this is, context. We're in the midst of a uh, three-year Eucharistic revival here in the United States, and so we're, we're talking about the Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we, did a, we did a whole show on uh, how to prepare for Mass. Then we did a show on the opening rites of the Mass. Then we did a show on, last week we did a show on the Liturgy of the Word. And we ended with, uh, yeah, just a little talk about homily. My worst homily ever. Oh, Say my. it, don't spray it. Come on, O'Brien, my, tell us. Did you um, get second-degree burns on your hands instantly? No, no, <laughs> because I'm not a total spaz. Um, <laughs> the, I don't know, I mean, worst homily, I, I. Come on. I mean, there's been plenty. Wow. I just haven't thought about it. All right, let me let me let me think about some more. Okay, so um, let's let's skip the thing and you can come back to it at the end. Okay, and we'll come back. back to, okay, so we got so there so you have the the readings, mm-hmm. and then we have the homily. Mary, what is? Um, let me ask you. I have two questions for you. What was what's like the best homily you've ever heard? Ooh, okay. So I'm gonna go with this one just because it's fresh off of my brain. 
Um, last week we the hom the readings were about it the was best homily you ever heard was last week. It was oh. I almost cried like four different times, so I think so. Um, Where was well, this? I was at in Pismo Beach, California. Um, my husband Sounds and I fancy. live in Slow County, California, San Luis Obispo, and the readings were talking about how Jesus said like insurrections will come, wars oh, will yeah, come, yeah. fires will come, the yep. temple will get torn down, yep, and yep. um. It was really impactful. The um, the priest said, all of this to happen so that we don't lose our focus. And then I thought about the podcast that you guys did, gosh, like a year or two ago around COVID time when you're like, guys, this is not the worst thing that's ever happened, right? Um, oh. And then the priest referenced right Father Maximum, Maximilian Colby and um, like, hey, like if the time comes, like now's the time we need to vote correctly on abortion. Like who's in trouble right now? Oh. The people who are speaking up. So he, he addressed wow. a lot of hard topics and said like, Hey, like now is the time that we need to be credible witnesses. So that was something that, wow. um, just off the top of my Way brain to was what a I, really, what's his name? Oh, I don't know. He's Father the pastor something. of, um, St. Paul, the apostle in See? Pismo beach, California. So Whoa. if anybody wants to okay. Google him, shout out to, he the, gave a shout really out to that, good, to the brethren. Yeah, um, tell I us went about and ripped the, the page out of my Magnificat and put it on the fridge because I was like, oof, this is good. <laughs> Don't lose focus, bear witness, people. <laughs> yeah, come on, girl. Tell us about the homily at your wedding. Oh, gosh, I don't remember. I was shaking like a leaf, honestly. <laughs> I was so nervous. So sometimes the homily, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe that was like a totally rocking homily, but you were like really nervous. Oh, yeah. So the, 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 the disposition of the listener is, is important. So when you come to Mass... Mm -hmm. You might you might go come away and say, oh, that homily wasn't very good. But I would say maybe you know maybe maybe you weren't very good. You know maybe you weren't yeah, in a good definitely. in a good place to listen if you were distracted or nervous. You know at a wedding I could or see. planning your next meal <laughs> or planning your next meal your grocery list. Do I leave the iron on? Yeah, <laughs> you know all kinds of things that can distract one during mass. Yeah. Okay. Mary, okay. Mary cool. Frost. Um, when did, I just have a question. When did you, when did it turn the tide from just being a and I don't like the word practicing Catholic, just like somebody a Catholic who's just walking I'm, along and joining the journey to like things are starting to take place. Like like this homily you said almost made you cry four times and yeah. And your husband is. I mean, your husband came back to the church and you like yeah. Are you talking about for me personally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what um, Yeah, so I'll kind of give a little bit of context to who I am. Um, well, I, please do. <laughs> for those of you who don't know me. For those of you who do not know um, me. We found her wandering in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, I just got off a plane like an hour ago <laughs> in Stillwater, Oklahoma. You texted me. Did you text me? Did I talk to you in California this morning? Yeah. That's I was so literally getting on a plane in California, and you were like, what are you doing at 3 o'clock? And I was like, nothing. Why? <laughs> like <laughs> Landing in Oklahoma. Do you want to pick me up? And I was doing spiritual direction. Anyway, go ahead. Tell us. Tell us uh, yeah, yeah. Give so us a, give some us a context. Word. I'm going to have some apple pie over here. Okay. You do that. Um, some context to uh, who Mary Frost Avila is. Um, I transferred to Oklahoma State in the fall of 2016. Go where Pokes. I met Father Carey. Go Pokes. Um, Father Carey and I, that was our... Um, First year there together, um, we both got there at the same time, and I didn't really go to Mass um, for the first year, honestly. Neither, neither did Father Carey, just so you know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Um, so I was kind of spotty going to Mass. I would go to St. Francis. I would go to um, St. John's, but 
not really consistently if I didn't have a friend to go with, um, kind of lack of accountability, kind of lack of knowing people because I was new, um, a little bit of both. And then, um, I just, Father Carey basically peer pressured me in a positive way <laughs> into a Bible study, made more friends, um, started having, um, I had a lot of like different things going on in college. Like people talk about like negative influences and you mm-hmm. could pick your poison. Everybody has one. Um, basically went to a father carry because I was like, a priest isn't going to give me bad advice. Right. They're going to point you to heaven. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Go on. Mary of Avila before so, they talk you out of this. Got some good advice. Um, started coming back to mass regularly. Um, ditched some of the bad influences in my life. Um, got into Bible study. And I think that's Bible study was, um, honestly where a lot of light switches went off for me. And then, um, to follow up your original question, um, personally, I'd say the graces of marriage. Um, I got married a little over six months ago and (gasps) through that process and now having basically like another, like a live in spiritual director for lack of better words, someone who's like that constant accountability, um, sees you at your highs and lows and they have to, um, like the end of the day, your job is to get them into heaven. So, Victory. um, having someone like that next to your side, I'd say like my husband really has pushed me over the edge in the last in a year way. of our engagement. You <laughs> did bump up your insurance and then push you over the, hill, <laughs> the edge. I did get some good insurance with marriage. So oh. I married a teacher, so that helps. Oh, hello. Oh, Okay, Mary of Avila. That's this amazing. Is, this is pretty exciting. That's amazing. That's a I'm great gl- story. Uh, I'm really Praise glad you're God. here on the show, and you're able to to even young women who are out there who are like, like I, like they're on the journey and sort of kind of don't know where they may be going. You're saying like, go to your parish and get involved in a small faith group, or if you if there's not one, start one. Yeah, find absolutely. A, find other young Catholics. As John Paul II says, we're all searching, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of all our searching, what do we find? The Lord. Jesus. The Lord. Well, I was going to say Jesus. Did you just quote John Paul II? That's not awesome. well, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's amazing. Okay, uh, so back maybe back to the I show. I was say, what's our topic? Our topic we're is... We're talking about the Mass. Yeah. So random. Um, okay, we were talking about homilies. And then now we should talk about the creed. <gasps> oh yes. Okay, so Sunday mass, the homily ends. The p- priest or the deacon goes back to their chair. Uh huh. Usually there's a little a little pause. There's a yep. little, they uh-huh. sit down, and then they stand up and everybody stands up, and I we recite together the Nicene Constantinopolitan Creed, which mostly everyone just calls. The Nicene Creed or the Creed. Yeah. And where, where did the Nicene Creed come from, Father O'Brien? It came from Nicaea. Well, part of it did. The other part came from Constantinople. Oh, yeah. Hence the Nicene Constantinopolitan. Wh- which part creed. is the na- Constantinopolitan? Part I don't of know the creed. if I know that. Oh, the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have so there's multiple creeds. This get this gets confusing for people, especially people who pray the rosary. The apostles' the creed. Because the rosary starts with the apostles' creed, which is shorter and older. Uh huh. The Nicene Creed is younger, and when I say younger, it's uh it's still 1600 years old. <laughs> uh, it's a young 1600 though. Um, and then uh, but anyway, so when you pray the rosary, like you use the apostles' creed when in the mass. We use you can use the Apostles' Creed. I don't know any church that does. I don't know either. Yeah, that I would throw know. people. 
Anyway, so we stand up and we, and we recite together the creed. Mary Frost, what is your favorite part of the creed? Best line of the creed. Father Carey, I'm asking you this question too. Okay, I got it already. Like, okay, I'm like going to let him you're, go. Like when you're praying it, you're just like, wow. Like that really, you know. So with the creed we, st- we start with, I believe, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You know, like what, what, uh. Uh, okay, mine. What, what jumps out? I'm ready. You can keep thinking, Mary. I'm ready. Uh, mine is uh, homo usian. Yeah, when you're praying it in Greek. Uh, uh-huh. Homo usian uh, means uh, consubstantial mm. with the same substance as the Father. I, I, I just love that line because they battled over it. Not because there was a disagreement of Jesus was... But there were people, there were people out there in the culture that said, ah, Jesus has a nature that's kind of like the Father. So do, and, and others were saying, no, no, his nature has to be like the Father. Or he is, we, like we used to say, one in being with the Father. Um, I also double like it because if it's on any spelling bee, I, bam! I Consubstantial am, is on the spelling bee? I don't know. Consubstantial with the Father? Yeah. Yes. No. That's your favorite line? Yeah, consubstantial yeah. with the that's Father. A good line. Just because it's got a lot of good stuff from it. Yeah, and that's a word that, you know, obviously a word that we don't really use in common parlance. Um, my favorite line is, and this is more lately. When I say lately, I mean in the last couple of years. And that's at the very end when we say, I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. That was my favorite. Church. And I've been especially just focused on the, like, apostolic. Yeah. Is that you too? Yeah, no? that's what I was gonna say too. Why? Why were you gonna say that? Um, I think. What jumps out at you for that in that in this regard? So, just as a twenty-something going through life as an adult, um, majority of our friends aren't really Catholic or aren't Catholic. I should just say. So when people, a lot of the pros that people will talk about the church is they'll say, "Yeah, but you can go to the Catholic church, and the same thing is happening every single day in every single place." So. I think that's one positive thing that we've got going for us is we are approachable from the standpoint of everybody's on the same page. Um, like the homily might look different, but the readings are all the same and we're all one holy Catholic. We're all one yeah, body. That's right. Yeah. The one, the oneness of it. Right. One in belief, one in, uh, yeah. And we, and we work to be unified in how we pray. I love the apostolic. I just love when, I mean, the first time, I went, I was uh, 20, I don't know how old I was. I was probably 30. I went to Rome for the first time, and I visited St. Peter's. And you go underneath St. Peter's, and there's this tour that you can take called the Scavi Tour. And underneath St. Peter's, you take this tour, and you're 50 feet underneath St. Peter's Basilica. And there are the, the bones of St. Peter. Like, his bones. Like, that's crazy. And for me, that like drilled home to me, like that this this church is is founded in the in the apostles. And then I learned later that all of the apostles, if you go to if you visit the burial places of all of the apostles, uh, all the twelve, Judas, no, <laughs> but the eleven, and then Matthias who replaced Judas in the Acts of the Apostles, all twelve are buried in Catholic churches. Whoa. All of them. So when we say every Sunday, I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, that just, ooh, it's just, it just, oh, hits me. Yeah. 
almost every Sunday. There's some Sundays when I'm distracted or some Sunday, but almost every Sunday, the apostolic piece really gets me going. I believe it. Yeah. So the creed is very important. Okay, but why is it in the Mass? Why is it in the Mass? Yeah, why? why? Mm, I, I guess I would say because we have part of, part of the Mass is we're, we're, we're stating what I mean, we need to be clear on what we believe. Uh-huh. And that if you're not, if you don't believe this, then don't participate in what we're doing next, which is Holy Communion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mary, is that a good? Is I, that is that is that true? I don't know. I don't know, Mary. What do you think it is? I would say it's a solid summary of why we're here. Okay. There solid we go. Summary. A summary. I, yeah. I I heard a explanation one time. They said, "Why is it?" Uh, and I, I was asking the question, why is it in the why is it in mass? Why is it in mass? And so I started doing some research, and an author said the reason one of the reasons why it's in mass is because it's an opportunity to teach people the faith in the liturgy. Mm. It's right before you step into the uh, liturgy of the Eucharist. And three, it uh, basically says that heretics are wrong, especially take, Arius. Take that heretics. Take that. Raise the um, my favorite little book that I've been reading as we uh, move along here, The Mass Explained by uh, Sister Mary Grace uh, Deteno. Uh-huh. She says, um, each phrase of the creed is included for a reason. The early church had to explain the faith to new peoples and cultures and to answer new questions. Very heated debates took place regarding these questions and what words to use to explain the Trinity, the person of Jesus, and other aspects of creation and redemption. Many of the statements were written, this is to your point, Father Kerry, to correct errors in teaching about God. For example, the creed states that God is maker of things visible and invisible. Both gravity and dark matter. This statement was to counter the dualistic idea that the invisible part of the world comes from the true spiritual God, but the visible material aspect of the world is evil and comes from a false God of darkness, which we we don't believe that. So we wanted. So we added things visible and invisible. God, I've never thought of that to make that wow. point clear. Dualists. Yep. Uh, there's one. I, I actually, I think I was wrong earlier when I said Constantinople. I meant Chalcedon, but that the the, the, um, the Ecumenical Council of Chalcedon is in the Creed, as well as um, proceeds the Filioque, which people are like, why'd you have yep. the Filioque? And we're like. I don't have to. The Eastern Catholic Church doesn't have the filioque, and we call it true. Which is the, the phrase. Proceeds, yeah. from, proceeds the Father, from the Father and the, the Holy Son. The Holy Spirit. Who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. Yeah. So Council of Nicaea 325, Council of Constantinople 381. Uh, For those fourth, of you scoring at home. The Fourth Ecumenical Council of... Did you say Chalcedon? Constantinople? Oh, there's Con- Chalcedon. 381. 381. Um, what is Ephesus is in 431. Chalcedon is when? <gasps> I'm going to have to Chalcedon look was like 521 or something like that. Really? I don't know. Something like that. Okay. I'm going to have to look it up. What am I, an encyclopedia? Well, you have a really great memory. For sports. For, <laughs> for 1980s baseball players. Hey, he goes Stros, right? That's it's for real. We have, not, we have not yet acknowledged the Astros it. as world champions. 451. Wait, wait, what? What? World champions? We watched it on this very couch. You saw Jordan Alvarez hit that home run. Oh, my god! You saw Kyle Schwarber try to bunt in the eighth inning? What was that? Yeah, that was ridiculous. Why was he bunting? He's their best home run hitter. I'll never understand that. Boo, Phillies. 
Okay, so the creed <laughs> is tremendously important. Um, I had a I had a professor in a, a seminary, uh, Father Cyprian Davis. Uh, okay, uh, a blessed memory. He has he has died, um, and he taught us a whole class on church history. And he, every time he would talk about the creed, he would like hit he hits the back of his hand to to the to the palm of his hand, and he said, "Gentlemen, there's blood. There's blood on that creed. There's blood, like." Like, let's not take this for granted. Yeah. When we, when you get up on Sunday and you say those words, um, this is not the time to be like, mm, you know, just sort of humdrum, mope, mope, lukewarm. You just uh, sat like for ten minutes people, through a homily. People died for the words that we are saying, and so we ought not take them for granted because each and each word is important. I mean, you can take we. T- I mean, I took first first year of seminary. I took a whole class on the creed. That's all we did. Was the creed? If you read the first part of the catechism, pick up a catechism of the Catholic Church, open up part one. I believe it's. I don't know. It's five hundred pages on the creed. It takes it piece by piece by piece. What one cool thing? I think I may have shared this before, but we had uh, we studied. We were studying the Apostles' Creed, and we each had to take a piece of the creed and write a ten-page paper on it. Whoa. So we had to look at like what, where it came from, where in Scripture, mm-hmm. what the church fathers had to say about it. So each of us get this little, like almost like a, like a little fortune cookie, you know, a little piece of paper, and it just had our phrase on it. And he said, you know, 10 pages in two weeks, turn it in. My phrase was, he descended into hell. What? So I wrote, a pre- I'm, I'm going to say it. It was, it was a pretty good paper, 10-page paper. On the phrase, he descended into hell. Okay, I tell me, tell us about the descended into hell. Did he? What did he go? Did he go to the boat of Abraham? So yeah, Shalom? so there's so yeah, so there's a, there's very varying versions of of what of when we say hell, like what do we mean? Um, so he went to like Sheol, the place of the dead. Okay. So Jesus, when he died, that so heaven heaven was not yet open. Jesus had not yet ascended, and therefore opened the gates of heaven. And so where did all the people go who died before Jesus ascended into heaven? Paradise. Where did they go? And there's just there was an ancient Hebrew belief of of the, this place of the dead, Sheol. He descended into hell. So he goes in there and and there's beautiful paintings and everything and he took the souls of those who of those who died. Um kind of you know like what? with with him. That was on Holy Saturday. He died on Friday. Descended into hell, Sheol, the place of the dead, and then. What about rose. the people that were damned to eternal punishment? Yes. So he. So the the is story, that the same place? The story goes, yeah, that he didn't take everybody, because not everybody believed. Not everybody lived the life they were supposed to. Whoa. Yeah. Anyway, the creed. There's a lot there. Mary maybe Ava. maybe we'll do a whole series on the creed. <gasps> what? Ma- Mary oh of Avila. We just learned. we just bought ourselves another year of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. hey, hey, Mary of Avila, have you learned stuff about the creed today so far? Stuff yeah. you didn't know? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Nicaea, Chalcedon, Constantinople, the little parts of it. One interesting thing about the creed, um, when we say the word Catholic, this I learned this freshman year of college. I took a theology class in my years at Boston College. So not really Catholic. And, hey, back off. So uh, the word Catholic in the creed 
is lowercase c. Go on. I believe in one holy Catholic small c. So not a proper noun? It's not a proper noun. Why is that? Oh, Smart guy. <laughs> it's not a proper noun because it's referring to all the people being yeah. universal. Catholic meaning universal. So we're not we're not talking about the church, the visible Catholic Church across the parking lot here. We're we'll we're talking about the, we're it, it's a synonym of u- of universal. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Isn't that interesting? Did you know that, Mary? I did not. See, interesting. So when you see Aren't it you written, glad you came to a when you see the creed written. You, people, people sometimes will notice that. Excuse me, I think there's a typo in this in your worship aid. Oh, there is. Oh no, let me see that. See, you have Catholic here, but it's not capitalized. And that's when I throw them out. And Father O'Brien <laughs> says our church is intentional. And I say, excuse me, we don't make mistakes. Yeah, skip purgatory for you, straight down. Um. Anyway, that's just something that is, I think, really interesting. The other cool thing, we did this last Sunday here at um, St. Francis Xavier at the 1115. I baptized a baby during Mass. Oh, yeah. Luke Charles Matuzek. And Luke, uh, part of Luke's baptism was we didn't recite the creed like we usually do in Mass. We, we said the creed in the form of questions. I believe. So... Uh, so the priest, no. as part of the no. baptism, no. the priest leads the people, and so we, we ask six questions. Do you renounce Satan? I do. I do. And all his works. Uh-huh, I and do. And all his empty promises. I do. Okay? And then, we, and then we recite the creed. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? I do. I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived Avala? of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried? Avila, what do you think? I do. Do you oh, believe in sweet. the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? Do you, Avila? I do. There sweet. it is. Me too. So it, the, the creed can actually take various forms. Apostles' Creed. Uh-huh. Uh, most of the time you're going to hear the Nicene Contents, Constantinopolitan Creed, but then it could also, in the form of baptism, or even, you don't even have to be during the baptism, the priest can choose to lead the people in a renewal of oh, their yeah, baptismal yeah, yeah. promises by simply responding I do. I do. Okay, we just have a couple minutes left. Let's talk real quick about the prayers of the faithful. Oh, the intercessions, yes. Yeah, the intercessions. Lord, hear our prayer. Yeah. What I, do we think about those? Well, you know, as, when I was a deacon in the, um, I'm still a deacon in the Byzantine church, but when I was an active role the deacon in the liturgy, the deacon takes the parts of the intercessions and sings them all. Ah, Lord, have mercy. And my favorite ones are those people who are lost at sea. I mean, you were in the Navy, and you probably found uh, there was lots of people lost at sea out there. You guys would find floating around the middle of the ocean. I don't oh, know. Oh, jeez. Yeah, wow, he was in the Navy. This on is a, a kid's show. And, and anyway, um, those intercessions of first praying for the Holy Father, there's a hierarchy order to them. Like praying for the Holy Father, praying for the universal church, praying for every nation in peace, uh, praying um, for the sick and the suffering, praying for yourself, and then lastly, praying for your beloved dead. It's, it is a beauty that the whole body of the Christ, um, um, what they say, call us militant, the church marching on earth, s- proclaims loudly, and as you like to always say, in unison, uh, Lord, hear our prayer. Not, Lord, dear, Lord, Lord, dear. Yeah, together. There's a corporate nature to it, that we are all praying yeah, I mean, everyone, every one of us should bring our own personal intentions to the Mass. Mm-hmm. But 
we also have to have to, we we pray corporately for certain things. So here's what the general instruction says. Uh-huh. The series of intentions is usually to be, and there's four things, for the needs of the church, uh-huh. for public authorities, yep, and yep. the salvation of the whole world, for those burdened by any kind of difficulty, and for the local yeah. community. So, so I just said, and then the dead. Don't forget the dead. That's not in here. <gasps> what? I'm sorry. That the book series, is a lying the series of intent, But that's how people, that's how you usually hear it. Usually the praying for the dead is the last one. That's how I know how to turn my microphone on. <laughs> because my my part is coming. Because I I then offer a prayer to close out the the universal prayer. And to close out the liturgy of the word. And that closes out the liturgy of the word. Wow. This says that the creed is, should be sung. Yeah, yeah, if you I can... may, if I may back up for just a moment in our last minute uh-huh. here, uh, the creed is to be sung yeah, or the... said. It wow! I, the Byzant... I, I've n- I don't know if I've ever heard the, the creed Byzantine sung. church is all sung, so the creed is sung. But what it about goes in something the Roman like this: Catholic I church? believe in God the Father, the God of heaven and earth. <laughs> it's in the bluegrass. Oh, that is hilarious. Okay, so anyway, that's the liturgy of the word. You've, we got the creed in there. We got the the universal prayer. Uh, Mary Frost, any any final words? Avila, Mary Avila, on your words? on your inaugural. When are you moving here? Let's go. <laughs> um, final words. Thanks for having me, you guys. Um, it's been a lot of fun watching you goobers. You only blew my mind about four times. Mary and her whole family so, are moving here from California. To be determined. Um, uh, and just show up, everybody. Show up to life, show up to church, show up to Bible study, show up to all the things. Yes. Worship the Lord. That is indeed uh, inspiring words. Mary. Show up. You being here, my joy is complete. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, we'll pick it up uh, next week with some other things about the Mass. <laughs>